Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey gang, in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about correlations and how do we handle correlations in the market? Do we trade correlated pairs? If we're in one trade, do we skip another? Do we reduce position size? I'm going to give my opinion on the whole topic, but also some ideas that can help you avoid situations like that. Now, I apologize in advance if you hear any trading or chart talk in the middle of this. This was taken from one of our live room sessions. By the way, if you want to join us in the live room, you can do so over on tier1trading.com. I also live stream the first trading idea that we look at each day on YouTube. That's every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 7.30 a.m. New York. Just subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Stokes. All right, bon appetit. Antonio says, sorry for the yawns. Tony says, quick question. If you spot a trading opportunity and you see it play out across different pairs since some correlate, how do you handle situa- how do you handle that situation? I follow my rules. I, correlation means nothing to me. Um, so something something happening on one pair has zero effect on another pair. So I, it doesn't matter. It, all that matters is what's on the chart. So if I'm watching Canada yen and New Zealand yen, a similar situation plays out, it doesn't mean anything because I'm not trading New Zealand yen. I'm only trading Canada yen. So I'll, I'll never take action or not take action on one pair based on what's happening on another pair. It just doesn't make any sense. So zero effect. Zero effect. That's the unique thing about the Forex market, right? We don't need to worry about correlations because the individual battle that we're looking at plays out on the chart in front of us. So what's happening in another match has no effect on this current match. So again, going back to the correlation question, it has zero effect, right? If I'm trading New Zealand, Euro New Zealand, I can care less about what's happening on New Zealand dollar unless I'm trading New Zealand dollar. Now, if the question is more, if I have multiple trade signals on different pairs, do I take them? The answer is yes. So if I'm supposed to be trading New Zealand dollar and I'm supposed to be trading Euro New Zealand, I'm supposed to be trading New Zealand Canada, and they all give me valid trading signals at the same time, the only question I need to ask myself is, does the trading signal meet my rules? So if it does on New Zealand dollar, then I take New Zealand dollar trade. If it does on New Zealand yen, then I take New Zealand yen trade. If it does on New Zealand Canada, then I take New Zealand Canada trade. Um, if you are worried about overexposure to the market, you can do one of two things. One, you can have a rule that says that I can only be in blank amount of trades on pairs that are quote unquote correlated, right? I hate the word correlation, right? Because that's not a constant thing, um, overrated. But you can say I can only be on, I can have a maximum of, of three New Zealand positions. So like if you have, so once you're in New Zealand dollar and New Zealand Canada and New Zealand yen, 
if there's a trade on Euro New Zealand, you can't take it because your rules say you can only be in three at the same time. Um, I don't like that rule either because I never think, I mean, why would you ever want to pass up on a valid trading opportunity? So valid trading opportunities should be a good thing, right? Because the probabilities are in our favor. So we should want to take every single valid trading opportunity. I would never want to be in a position where I have to pass on a valid trading opportunity because of something else that has nothing to do with that trading opportunity. So I think your best bet is to just organize your trading portfolio in a way that you only have so much exposure. So for example, I only have three yen pairs in my trading portfolio, euro yen, pound yen, dollar yen, because I don't I don't ever want to be in more than three yen trades at once, right? So to deal with any confusion of saying, oh, I have to skip this one or I hope this one forms first, my maximum amount of yen trades exposure to the yen is just in my portfolio. So I can never look at more than three because I don't have more than three in my portfolio. So I think that's the better way to do it versus having like 10 yen crosses and being like, I can only take three. Uh, makes sense. I see what you're kind of saying, treating each pair as own entity from the rest. Yeah, and, and the answer is that, I mean, and here's the question I would pose. Why would we ever do it any other way? Right? Why would we ever let what's happening on another pair affect what's happening on a, a, a current pair? It's a question that we don't often ask, but if you ask yourself that question, can we actually find a legit answer? Can anyone find one? Why would we let something that's happening on another pair affect our view of a current pair? Think about it for a second. I, I, would, I, I don't think there's an answer. I don't think anyone can come up with an answer to it. Now, again, if we're talking about different markets, that's a different story, right? If we're looking at dollar Canada and maybe a commodity like oil or something like that, those are different type of deals. If you're looking in a stock market, you're looking at a certain sector, those are different type of deals. But those are those are also not individual battles. But I'd be curious if, if anyone can find an answer for that. Why would what's happening on the euro dollar affect my view of the pound dollar? Aside from this myth of correlation, you can take the dollar index as well. I think that's stupid as well. Um, aside from longer term investment, like the dollar index is a stupid thing to look for correlations off of because the dollar index is basically the euro dollar. But yeah, but think about it. Yeah. And we get we get the thing where it's like, well, if the euro dollar is if the, if the euro dollar is bullish, it means a strong euro and a weak dollar, right? But what does that actually mean? <clears throat> that means that the euro is strong in comparison to the dollar. The euro being strong in comparison to the dollar, does that actually mean that the pound is also going to be strong in comparison to the dollar? What if the dollar is really, really, really strong, but the euro has some great news and now it's just stronger? Does that now make the dollar weak against the pound? No, the pound could be crap. And the dollar can still be very strong in comparison to the pound or the kiwi or the, the loony. It's just weak against the euro because the euro has some great news that's coming out.
the coolest thing about the Forex market is <clears throat> we have the battle right in front of us. It's like a, like a, a, a sporting match. The game is being played in front of us. Doesn't matter what's happening or how this team fared against another team. All that matters is how the team is playing in front of us. Ryan says, what if euro dollar is bullish, euro pound is bearish? Would that mean pound dollar has a bullish bias? I would say look at the pound dollar chart and you'll be able to tell. The answer is right there. Look at the pound dollar chart. What does the pound dollar chart say? Like, why, why would we look at two other charts to give us an answer to what a single chart can give us? Like, why? If we want to know if the pound dollar has a bullish bias, why would we look at the euro dollar or the euro pound? Why don't we just look at the pound dollar chart? Like, the answer is right there. Is it not? Is it not? Like, think about it. Why would we look at two other charts to tell us what <laughs> what a third chart is doing? Like, does that make any type of sense? Like, I understand why that stuff is out there, but just think about it from a uh, let's be simplistic for a while. If we want to know if the pound dollar is bullish or bearish, look at the freaking chart. Like, it will tell us. We don't need to look at other thing, other things. Right? It's like we're it's like doing a math problem by dividing and, and, and multiplying first. It's like what's one plus one? Well if we take ten divided by two, right? Like what are we doing here? But you get people that do that though. So you get people that do that. And I'm here to tell you it makes no sense. in this market, in the Forex market. Very important we keep saying that. I've had people actually do that before where it's been like, I looked at the Euro pound, I looked at the Euro dollar, and then I placed a, a buy trade on the pound dollar. Like, did you get a signal on the pound dollar? No, but because this, this pair was doing this and the other pair was doing that, well, wouldn't that already happened on the chart? Well, well. Um, it seems like there is some type of mathematical equation there. Sometimes like if A is greater than B and B is greater than C, then A must be greater than C. Add it to the trading plan. Then it means you're following your rules. Here's another thing for you, right? So if something is showing you something on one chart and something is showing you something on another chart, wouldn't that something already be showing on the third chart? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't it be too late for you to get involved? Like by the time you look at the euro pound and you see this signal and by the time you look at the euro dollar and you see that signal, 
wouldn't that move is would already be in place on the third chart you're going to? It's, it's not like one chart is doing it before the other one, right? We go back to like the New Zealand dollar, right? If, if, if the dollar gets good news for interest rates today, right? Is that move going to happen in the markets at the same time or is it going to happen on certain pairs first? Like, is it going to, is the euro dollar going to move first, then the pound dollar move second, and then a day later, New Zealand dollar move, right? No, it's going to happen at the same time. It's, it's, it's going to be real time on the chart. Bobby says, I think if one currency is weak across a pair, then you can say that the currency is weak, but doesn't help with individual pairs. Yeah, so yeah, so if, if, if you have a weak or a strong currency, yeah, you'll you'll see it move all at the same time. That, that's 100% correct. Again, look, look at, pay attention at 230 today. If we see a strong or a weak dollar, it's going to move across all the pairs at the same time. Yeah. So you'll you'll see it happen across the board. Yep. What you won't see is you're not going to see it happen on one pair first, then another pair five minutes later, and then another pair ten minutes later. Right? If it's if it's going to happen, it's it's going to happen to all of the pairs or the majority of the pairs. Now it's going to happen in different ways, right? The yen may move not not as much as the Canada. Right. So it'll happen in different ways, depending on the, the, the strength of the the currency pair that's going against. Yeah. But yeah, you'll see it move across the board. <laughs> so you've never been in a situation where you take identical looking setups on the same pairs? Identical. Yeah, all the time. I take, I've been long euro dollar and pound dollar at the same exact time. Yeah. I've been long pound dollar and I've been short euro dollar at the exact same time. Yeah. All the time. The point is, I'm not long pound dollar because of what's happening on euro dollar. I'm long pound dollar because the pound dollar chart is giving me a bullish signal. I'm not long euro dollar because the pound dollar is showing me something. I'm long euro dollar because the euro dollar is giving me a bullish signal. And if they both give me bullish signals at the same time, I take both trades. I trade valid signals. That's 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 all I do. I trade valid signals. So if something gives me a valid signal, I take the trade, regardless of what's happening on another pair. So I've had trades where I've I've been long the euro dollar, and then I look over to pound dollar, and I'm short the pound dollar. So in essence, I'm selling and buying the dollar. At the same time. And one would think, well, you can't sell and buy the dollar at the same time. You'd be surprised. But remember, the euro dollar chart has zero effect on the pound dollar chart. The pound dollar chart has zero effect on the euro dollar chart. They don't affect each other. Now, they, they share a currency pair, the dollar, but they don't affect each other. So you may see movement in the same direction based on the dollar's strength or weakness. But one chart doesn't affect the other chart at all. Stops will be rolled. You're in a good place now. Look at that. Your rolled stops into profit or maybe right at profit. What's our high here? 58s it would be. 
right at break even. Risk-free trade. Congratulations, guys. We could eliminate the red box. Boom. Risk-free trade, you're up, what, 30, 25 pips? Um, right, I don't go by off what another pair is doing. More like just seeing very similar setups on both pounds since the pound may be strong, okay? Yeah, so you take both trades. Why, why would you not take both trades if it's a valid signal? Like, why, why, would, it, why would it not be valid all of a sudden? What, what invalidates the signal if it's happening on two different pairs? Like why, why would it not be valid to take it? Aside from fear. I just thought since both setups are identical, why not, why not just double your risk on one? Well, do you expect the same result from each, from each trade, from each pair? Yeah, so I think that's a problem right there. You're, you're expecting something that isn't necessarily true. I don't think there's any reason to expect the same result. So you're, you're acting or not acting out of fear. There's no reason you should expect the same result on both pairs. So doubling your, doubling your position on one actually puts you in a worse, a worse position. Right. If you double your position on one, you're basically going all in on one result. If you have a position on one and a position on other, you can have a situation where both win. You can have a position where both loses. You can have a position where one wins and one loses. Right. You have you have three different outcomes versus two different outcomes. But I. I I don't think you should anticipate. I don't think you should anticipate the same result from both pairs, right? You need to not look at them as being the same at all. They are separate traits. They are separate, unique traits. They're not the same trait. But I would say this: if you have a problem with it, like from a, a, a risk standpoint, then. Like we talked about earlier, either create a rule that says once you're in one trade, you can't take another or have a portfolio that doesn't have any pairs. I don't even know how you would do this. Um, any pairs that you deem to be correlated. Those, those would be the, the two options. But I, I, get, I get what you're saying. I, I just think you're, it's just not. I think you're making the wrong assumptions about things. I think we assume that because the same setup happens on two different pairs that it's always going to have the same result. And, and that is not true at all. I think you'll also be surprised. And like Orsi mentioned, you'll, you'll see this when you go through backtesting. I think you'll also be surprised at, at, at how little you actually get setups that are the same. Very rarely that they, they are identical. Very rarely. 
Um, not on the charts exactly. I can find right now. Also, I haven't gotten too deep. It's popped in. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's something that you'll see. It's, it's again, I think it's one of those things that one of the beliefs that we come in thinking. And then as you get more experience in the market, and I don't know how much experience you have, but as you get more experience in the market, you realize that it's not actually true. Um, and there's, there's going to be a lot of things like that. Another one is like the more times the level of structure is tested, the more powerful it is. Like that's completely false. That's not true at all. But that's something many of us come and believe in. So we look at a pair and it's like, man, it's been holding that structure for four days. That structure level must be powerful. In reality, it's probably going to break soon. Because if it was that powerful, price action wouldn't be glued to it. It would have been sprung off of it. But there are going to be lots of, lots of lessons like that. But that's why you have a great community to bounce those questions off of. But yeah, trade each pair in conclusion. Because I got to head out and get ready for the coffee break. In conclusion, each pair is unique. Each pair is its unique. It's its own employee, as Jason Greystone will say. And you need to treat each pair unique, right? If you've ever been a boss, right, one of the worst things you can do is treat all of your employees the same. Everyone is an individual. There are people that are similar. They have similar traits. They may even look the same, right? But each person is unique in, in its own way, and, and so is the market. Hope you were able to take something valuable from today's episode. It's something you can use in your trading right away. Or maybe if you're someone that's still in the learning phase, something you can jot down and use later. But I do think it's an interesting topic and something that maybe we give a little bit too much power to. Anyway, thank you for enjoying the podcast. As always, share this with your trading community. And remember, subscribe to me on YouTube and join us for that live stream every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 7.30 a.m. That's New York time.